0: Support comes from Mosby Building Arts, a design-build company committed to remodeling the right way. Visit callmosby.com to get project inspiration for any room of your house.
1: It's Wednesday, May 12th. This is The Gateway. I'm Wayne Pratt. The work of a St. Louis education nonprofit called The Opportunity Trust has plenty of skeptics. Some supporters of traditional school districts question its motives.
0: I can't partner with organizations that don't share those same ideals. This is public tax dollars.
1: St. Louis Public Radio's Ryan Delaney examines the Opportunity Trust in just a few minutes. The Missouri Legislature has voted to boost the state's gas tax for the first time in 25 years. St. Louis Public Radio's Rachel Lippman reports.
0: The legislation would boost the tax over five years to 29.5 cents a gallon. It's expected to generate $460 million a year for the state's roads and bridges when fully implemented. Drivers can claim a rebate, although they have to fill out a form with the Department of Revenue to do so. Republican Becky Ruth of Jefferson County handled the bill in the House. She says the condition of the state's infrastructure is one of the top things that businesses look at when considering where to locate or expand.
1: They need to know that they're going to be able to move their products, that we have the roads that they need.
0: Opponents say the increase needed to go before the voters who rejected a gas tax increase in 2018. In Jefferson City, I'm Rachel Lipman, St. Louis Public Radio.
1: Missouri is set to cut off federal pandemic-related unemployment benefits. Governor Mike Parson says the state will end participation in the programs June 12th. That means people could lose up to $300 a week. Parson says too many people are refusing to go back to work because they can make more while on unemployment.
0: It's time that we end these programs that have incentivized people to stay out of the workforce. This is an important step towards returning to normalcy and strengthening our economy.
1: Opponents say people making more money not working means companies need to raise wages. Missouri's attorney general is suing St. Louis County over coronavirus restrictions. Eric Schmidt's lawsuit says limits on the size of gatherings and mask mandates in public places violate the Constitution and are illegally vague. Schmidt wants a judge to throw out the orders. A spokesman for County Executive Sam Page calls the lawsuit a political stunt and says the restrictions are on solid legal ground. Research from Washington University has found a rare genetic mutation that makes it more difficult for existing tests to detect coronavirus. More from St. Louis Public Radio's Shayla Farzan. Most COVID-19 tests use short segments of DNA called primers that match specific spots of the virus's genome and bind to them. But as the genetic sequence of the coronavirus changes, these primers might not work as well. Dr. David Wang studies emerging viruses at Wash U. He's part of a team that found a single rare mutation that can affect test reliability.
0: Fortunately. This mutation doesn't seem to be particularly beneficial to the virus. So this variant hasn't expanded or become dominant.
1: Wang says the majority of COVID-19 tests target multiple regions of the virus's genome, and that acts as a backup system. So the tests will continue to work even as the coronavirus mutates. I'm Shayla Farzan, St. Louis Public Radio. The Cardinals are increasing capacity and holding a mass vaccination event at Bush Stadium. The team has been cleared by the city to have seating pods separated by three and a half feet. That works out to nearly doubling capacity, which has been around 13,000 since the season started. Also, the Cards and the city are partnering on a vaccination event at the stadium, which begins today and runs through Friday. People who get their shots will receive two tickets to an upcoming game. A lawmaker in Illinois has another idea to convince more people to get vaccinated free beer.
0: I think we reached a point in the vaccination battle where we have to reach people that are vaccine
1: hesitant, and I think
0: that this is one way to do that. We're going to have to try to incentivize them as best we can.
1: That's Democratic State Representative Mike Zaleski. Under his plan, bars would be able to offer a free beer or other drink to people with COVID-19 vaccine cards for six months. The Opportunity Trust launched in 2018 with the mission of improving public education in St. Louis. Not everyone is on board. The Opportunity Trust has plenty of doubters. St. Louis Public Radio's Ryan Delaney examines the controversial organization.
0: Opportunity Trust founder Eric Scroggins returned to St. Louis after a career as an administrator with Teach for America. He'd grown up in a rural part of the Metro East and attended Washington University as the first in his family to graduate from college. Scroggins says his hometown's public schools didn't work for his two brothers. The problem was that we actually have a system that isn't designed to support everyone's success. But his organization's deep pockets and priorities have stirred skepticism among strong backers of traditional public school districts, such as St. Louis Public Schools.
1: They are hijacking public conversation on the future of public education in our city.
0: So much so that SLPS's teachers union paid for this attack ad during the last school board election. The community group solidarity with SLPS also isn't so sure of the Opportunity Trust. Ben Conover helps run the group. Because the Opportunity Trust doesn't share the objectives of SLPS, which is a high-quality public education system. But Scroggins says it's not about being anti-public education. It's about supporting different models of schools. We're not a pro-charter organization. There are two things that we believe. One, we believe that every family should have the choice to send their kid to a high-quality school where that child will thrive. He says the second thing is more innovation within existing schools. The Opportunity Trust raised more than $6 million in its second year. That money comes from a mix of national and local sources, Scroggins says. So the Opportunity Trust is a Missouri nonprofit organization. We were incorporated here in Missouri. We are funded mostly by um, major local philanthropic donors in St. Louis. One particular national funder, though, that's raised eyebrows is the City Fund. It supports charters and more autonomous public schools in cities around the country. It provided the Opportunity Trust $1.7 million in 2019. Advocates for local districts have accused the Opportunity Trust of being just a subsidiary of City Fund. Sarah Reckow says while they're not formally linked, there are ties. She studies the influence of philanthropy on public education policy at Michigan State University. At a certain point, you start to want to speculate and understand, well, how much are all these folks talking to each other? They sure have a lot of, common threads and you know and usually there are some connections. The Opportunity Trust does fund charter school openings and expansions. It has given fellowships to educators from schools all over the region and it gives grants to some parent groups and it's backed new programs in the University City and Normandy school districts. Normandy's new superintendent Marcus Robinson is a former Opportunity Trust employee and that's irked to municipal leaders in that district such as Beverly Hills Mayor Brian Jackson.
1: They wanted to operate in a clandestine way And they continue to do that, and we continue to push against that.
0: The Opportunity Trust pushes back on the notion that it has a hidden agenda. Jesse Dixon oversees district and community partnerships for the organization. When we see an opportunity where there is a visionary superintendent who wants to take bold steps uh, on behalf of kids in that district based on evidence-based practices... Um, We want to be supportive of those superintendents. One district the trust has not partnered with yet, though, is SLPS. But there have been conversations. Dorothy Rohde Collins recently stepped down as president of the St. Louis School Board. She says after several meetings over the years, she could never totally get behind their strategy. If I am um, running a school district and everything I do is public, and it should be, and I believe in that, I can't partner with organizations that don't share those same ideals. This is public tax dollars. Rody Collins urged the state legislature to not include $2 million in the state budget for the Opportunity Trust until it has a longer track record. The money was ultimately included in the budget. The Opportunity Trust has 10 lobbyists in the Capitol. SLPS has two. I'm Ryan Delaney, St. Louis Public Radio.
1: Our Maria Altman edited that report. Shula Newman is the executive editor of St. Louis Public Radio, a member-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis. Music by Ryan McNeely of Adult Fur. I'm Wayne Pratt. This has been The Gateway.